on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Big D joins us. What will he say? Nobody really knows, even with the transcript. So stay tuned for that. Also, Howard's got some some absolutely atrocious things going on. And what is it? Well, you're going to have to find out. It is straight ahead. And by the way, I will have somewhat of a rant. Why not? You are in quite the good place. It is beer, blues, and BS. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pour a cold beverage, pour pussies, enjoy time with The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, beer Blues, and BS. Online at beerbluesbs.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that everybody enjoys listening to when there is nothing else on. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Howard Blues, Jayco, good evening to you. I'm, I'm here. I'm present. In the virtual flesh. <sighs> I would say that the line that you normally do, but um, half of it hasn't. Half of it was fine. The back half. <laughs> it's It's been something. So we'll save that for, for another day and time in space. Well. Well, I, I will say the line, Kidder. It has been a week uh, between coming back from vacation, going right to Medora for a teacher workshop, you know, uh, going to Abercrombie today, spending one day in the office, trying to get everything caught up, wrapped up so I can go back to Medora to start working out there. If you folks don't know what I'm talking about, go see back an episode. Uh, fighting a bug from lack of sleep missing for the first time because as we're recording this we missed launching an episode this week because i had to choose sleep so i could go to abercrombie it's just how it goes um but also you know saying goodbye to my site supervisor out uh at the chateau which was sad that she left and also saying goodbye to big d you know now he's gone never to be seen or heard from again and uh that, that truly is a loss i think we will all miss rolling big d you know and uh and seeing him on a, a regular basis so i would ag- i would agree but does he really show up i mean how many episodes did it actually take him to show up onto this show i i mean it was almost 40 like we were we were pretty damn close to 40 before he he finally showed up and then he's here you know like we couldn't almost get rid of him and then, and then you know what he does? He just like Irish goodbyes, and you know it's like doesn't doesn't come on the show, doesn't say goodbye, just yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. So if there's any bright note to the week, Kidder, it is that I could say we do have a special guest on the episode, ladies and gentlemen, Big D. I was wondering what smelled a little foul. Well. It isn't me. I smell fresh as the daisy. And I mean, I gotta be if I'm gonna roll in here with the uh, I don't know what the hell you guys are this week. 
with the with the Sheldon and Leonard uh, internet podcasting. There we go. Because in the pre-show you said bazinga because you you bazinged me, kidder, jerk, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. I, uh, I I'm a little disappointed in that big D. I mean, I usually expect you, you know, you, well, you've been driving for how many hours, and that was the best like thing you could come up with. Uh, twenty hours. It feels like thus far, not that long, but close. Yeah, and you knew you were on the show tonight. You should have come up with a better, you know, like glad to be on, you know, here with the internet version of yeah. I'm. I'm yeah, that was the uh, that was the taster. This is my lame attempt to troll y'all because, of course, yeah. anytime we got the uh, General Hancock and uh, General Chamberlain of Internet Podcasting, it's got to you know, mess with y'all a little bit. Dibs on Chamberlain. Actually, no. I had you as, uh, in my mind, I had you as Hancock because mm. there was a time in college where you portray you resembled very much Brian Mallon's portrayal of General Hancock in Gettysburg. Just looked very strikingly similar. So I'm like, oh yeah, Hancock. Cool. Is that when you watched uh, that movie when it was on Res Life Channel 17 and it was such a bad resolution that you couldn't even read the subtitles? Nope. I got some um, after I got to Germany. The some place on base was selling a commemorative, um, like box set of Gettysburg and the horrible movie Gods and Generals. But I didn't know it at the time because I'd never seen it. Um, I would not have spent the money on the pair. I would have just gotten Gettysburg. Mm. But all Jake, that to answer your question, no. Jake, I just that's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, I. I'm just glad that you you saw that then after college because I'm I'm glad the nickname that stuck was Howard and not Hancock because I, I don't know if I can approve of that nickname. <laughs> Phrasing is is that is that what we're doing here? I I, I don't know what we're doing here. Uh, what we probably should be doing is um, <clears throat> why are drinking? Yeah, happening. Um, so, gentlemen. Allow me to introduce everybody's favorite segment of the show, What's on Tap. You know, I'm very disappointed because it's been a long time since somebody has bought us a round. Or even bought us a beer. Like, a long time. I'm very disappointed. It has been a while. That graphic is getting very dusty. Yeah. So, if you'd like to buy us a beer or buy us a round, it's very easy. BeerBluesBS.com. BeerBluesBS.com. Howard is, uh, he's got a lonely, lonely beer koozie there. It's almost holy and it's gone. Uh, I, I was almost going to make a religion joke there and I stayed away from it because we're, we're a down the middle show. We don't need any of that religion or politics up in here. So buy us a beer and help keep us on the right track. The correct track, not jumping the shark. So again, beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer. You can type in the comments. We will put it on the screen if you're watching the video version, and we will read it for those of you watching and those of you listening. So please go on there. Buy us a beer. Beerbluesbs.com. Please. Thank you. 
Bam. Appreciate it. So I think that uh, out of the three of us, the the one of us who deserves it the most is the guy who's been stuck in the car for over 20 hours in the past uh, week. Here's the funny thing. That's all three of us. So <laughs> Big D, I think you have perhaps traveled the most in mileage because my flight does not count. <laughs> so take it away. What are you drinking tonight? Sure. Yeah. So to your point, woke up in Grand Forks on Wednesday, drove to Bismarck. That was four-ish hours. Then it was about eight hours to Bozeman. And then it was about seven hours to Boise today. Then I got another seven to seven and a half out to Oregon tomorrow. Uh, I stumbled across this, uh, a kick-ass cocktail, chilling hard cider, uh, mountain mule. It's a 6.999% alcohol by volume. Yes, that is actually what it has written there. Repeated in course. Uh, no, there is not that overbar lamb. Wow. Ooh, this is vegan and gluten-free. The very reason I bought it. No. Uh, crafted in collaboration with Beverage Wizards at Portland Syrups, Mountain Meal packs a zesty blend of tangy ginger, juicy lime, and fresh-pressed cider. Don't mule over it for too long. This one's a real kick in the pants. Uh, various uh, ingredients made in the Pacific Northwest. Little outline of Oregon. Uh, oh. Because then it says produced and canned in Auburn, Washington, because that makes sense. And, uh, yeah. That's good. Um, the, the ginger is kind of confusing. It makes you think it's right up there, but then it, now it's actually the peach, but then you can get the little aftertaste of ginger. In there, so that's yeah, good. Yeah, let's go ahead and. Shut up. What are you giggling about? I'm, I'm laughing because you were potatoing for a second and you had your own Daft Punk remix happening over there. Oh, this. Oh, so did you hear any of the description that I had on there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, to summarize, because apparently my connection is crap. Um, cider good into your mouth. Slurp. Anyway. <laughs> Get her what you had drinking. <laughs> Just oh. give uh, future Howard a great big uh, pause to edit out. There you go, man. <laughs> no, that's going to be left in. That's that, that's there on purpose. <laughs> Uh, what do I have left? It's uh, quite the choice here. Long drink, uh, summer shandy, or mountain time. Oh, I guess I do have a blue left, but let's let's do one of these here. Finish long drink. Uh, Big D, did you get to try one of these when you were in town? I did not. I didn't have anything over at the... Okay. Howard's place. You it's, could have uh, taken one with you. Yeah, but I also have an agreement with Mrs. D that I don't drink alone. Um, this podcast does not count. Could've you knew you were going to be on the show when you left my place. You could have taken one. Touche. 
You begged if he's a bastard. Anyway, anywho, I, I will now live vicariously through Kidder's choice of beverage there. So, Kidder, yeah. describe it. He showed you, and had I known that you wanted one, I could have brought one too. But, you know, it is gluten free. It is gluten free just for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mentioned this on the show before, and of course, Big D would have no idea because he doesn't pay attention to the show. It's a traditional citrus, 5.5% alcohol by volume. It is gin with natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors, as well as carbonation. Uh, the legend on this side of the can, long drink. There's a top selling category of alcohol in Finland, now available in America. The roots of long drinks go all the way back to 1952 summer games in Finland when the country of only 4 million people was still recovering from the Second World War. Concerned with how to serve drinks quickly enough to all the visitors, the government commissioned the creation of a revolutionary new liquor drink. And so, the first long drinks were born. Now this legendary taste has finally been brought to America by the next generation of Finns who want the world to experience the refreshing and unique Finnish long drink. You can find them and more info at thelongdrink.com. And it's, uh, according to this, canned by the Long Drink Company in Canapolis, North Carolina. Sorry. <clears throat> North Carolina! With the little ball corporation aluminium. I almost broke Howard with that. I don't know why. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. The that fact that it's become a thing has just makes me chuckle every time. Especially when people who aren't really in on it then pick it up and do it too in the episode. That just, it just brings a smile to my face. Cheers to those people because it's funnier when they do it. It's kind of like a fresca, almost. They're, they're good. I still don't know what's up with JS and thinking that the blue can is terrible. I, I think he needs to retry these, or at least rethink his values. What did he describe it as the other day? TV static? If TV static had a flavor, yep. that would be it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually, I think, kind of slightly offended one of our uh, the other guests at the party because he compared it to a White Claw, and I, I think that they actually enjoy White Claws, so it was kind of a, yeah. You didn't pick up on only, that, Big D? There's only, there's only one other person that might have been offended because the only other person doesn't drink, best of my knowledge. So, <laughs> so yeah. 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 yeah I, I, why yeah. were you offended, Big D? What's what's your what's your actually, for TV static? I actually have had a white claw before and I find them tasty. Not my beverage of choice, not necessarily, but they're good. Mm, no, I need a glass with a stem if I'm gonna do the pretentious pinky. Mm. Or I'll just do it with this. Screw you. I don't know what that was, but uh, I don't know what it was either. Clearly, please don't comment. Oh, yeah. 
So, Howard, what's on tap for you, if anything? Uh, nothing. Nothing is on tap because, uh, gents, I've got to, like, because of everything that's been going on for actually, like, the last couple of weeks, I've been averaging maybe five hours of sleep, and that has caught up to me. And uh, between a slight cough that's developed and a gut that if I eat or drink anything right now, it just goes right through. So... I'm in rough shape, and uh, for that reason, I am not drinking anything on the show tonight because, yeah. <laughs> so, it, the it, first non-combatant on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's uh, it it hasn't been fun uh, and such, but it's as I said, I'm I'm worn down with everything that we've had going on at work and changes and trying to keep up with all the projects and deadlines plus edit this show uh i'm i'm just about done <laughs> so um in fact audience you might see me disappear before the show ends because howard's tired very very tired so actually last night uh when reading junior his bedtime story <laughs> Dude, made a horrible tactical mistake because I was so tired. I actually read one of his Daniel Tiger books um, as Eeyore. And uh, now he insists that I read that book again as Eeyore, and my voice just can't quite take that. I mean, I sound a bit like Eeyore now, but my Eeyore version drops it down a little bit, so it's more of a nobody really cares. Which, when you read Daniel Tiger, which is very positive and upbeat in that voice, becomes pretty funny, actually. So, but. I'm I'm going to try that with Little D. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, well, it, it's funny because you know, it, Big D, you know this. You have kids. You end up reading like the same books over and over and over and over again. You try and do some things to try to spice it up make it interesting for yourself and one of the things that i have yeah i've trolled my son with it uh because he doesn't like that he likes things the same he's very particular and so every time i've done that and tried to like read the book in a different voice i always get that like hands over the years like no me no like you know and me reading this book is eeyore i, I thought like i'd maybe read a sentence and he'd be done and it's like nope i read the whole book like that and it's just like well, and it, it takes so stinking long because Eeyore doesn't speak fast, man. He, you know, that book took twice as long. So don't do that, folks. Don't read Daniel Tiger's Eeyore. <clears throat> yeah, that was definitely it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the ASMR section of the show. <laughs> AKA Kidder eating jerky. <laughs> hey, Howard, I have breaking news. Oh, okay. Break away. <laughs> Did you hear that the uh, Skywalk and UND was torn down? Yeah. 
that was my reaction too. I had no idea whatsoever. Yeah. I think you broke Howard. Now, Howard, did you also know that the whole Walsh complex was torn down? You hear that? <laughs> they didn't mean to break him. He's going to love this next one. Howard, did, did you hear that the new McVeigh opened and new West is open because they tore those down last year? I can't take all this breaking news, Kidder. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm already grasping my straws to my health. Let's let's not, the, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. An early grave. The bona fide journalist that I am, I need to report the facts as soon as they happen. Three weeks later. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that is always relevant and on time with its news for like three weeks straight. Wonder if they're going to put air conditioning in a new building where those other ones. <laughs> Gosh, I hate some reruns. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have some breaking news. Rey Mysterio is once again United States champion. As of tonight. Oh, he beat I... Theory. Okay. Yeah. I had to think about who was the U.S. champion because I haven't watched or really followed for like a good month and a half. Maybe longer. Maybe it's been two months. Yeah, neither neither have I. Um, thanks to the internet and the algorithm. <laughs> so I found out. I'm like three weeks behind. Mm. No, I haven't watched SummerSlam. I was going to get to that tomorrow, but I have to mow the lawn yet. Mm. I, too, have to mow the lawn tomorrow. I don't have a lawn anymore. Because you moved a lawn home? <laughs> I think future Howard's going to trim that terrible pun out of this episode. Please do. That was a twofer. Number one, it was a, a, a lawn joke. Number two, it was a Star Trek Deep Space Nine joke for the Move Along Home episode. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, only one of the worst episodes of DS9. Alar Moraine. <clears throat> yep. I don't remember that one, but... Be, count yourself it's lucky. It. it was horrible. I can't say that I've seen all of DS9, so... I think it was the fourth episode of the series. It was early, yeah. Yeah, and see, and I I kind of started watching DS9 late into the series. So, like, a lot of what I remember of it was, like, Worf was when, like, Worf was added to the cast and such, so... And then it kind of, like, I caught bits and pieces of the Dominion War, but not enough to follow what was going on. Hmm. If I recall, because I was watching it when I was watching it when it aired when I was a kid, was well, a convenient time to actually like catch episodes. So like, it might have been on at like the same time as one of my siblings' shows or something like that. So I like my house, but yeah. Go right ahead, Big D. 
Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say in, in in my house growing up, Star Trek superseded everything. <laughs> Didn't matter what it was from from Next Generation season one on. It was if it's Star Trek, it's on. It's good. It's good. I like it. Yep. I like it. <clears throat> hey, speaking of Trek, remember I uh, talked about going down to Las Vegas <clears throat> and enjoying uh, quite the trip. Wait, and... you were in Las Vegas? Oh, yeah. Is you that... didn't see the uh, Kidder's Logs. Is that breaking news? Could be. I, th- I think that's breaking news. Kidder was in Vegas? That joke's going to get really old real fast. It's going to be funny because you're going to hate yourself more and more as this episode goes on. That's why I might bow out of it early. (laughs) uh, Pretty soon we're going to be breaking news as in it's just going to be broken. Need a graphic for that. It's just in. The dinosaurs. Gone. Well played. I always wanted to be uh, in space, especially if an asteroid is going to hit. So, I see what you did there to bring it back to Star Trek in space. I, I yeah, it uh, went up into orbit. We're just bringing it. Back to the standard orbit. Went to the con! Had a good time. Lots of Star Trek. Four days was not enough, of course. While I was there, met uh, some cool people, some cool products. Uh, First of all, as uh, I've talked about on another episode, maybe it's aired, maybe it hasn't. Eh, It's just up to time to see if it's there but star trek wines you can find out more about them star trek wines.com ended up talking to howard jackowitz one of the um proprietors i suppose you could say with star trek wines and they had the captain's table which is a brand new series that they're starting off and the first of the series is a 100% rye whiskey aged 8 to 11 years. Now, there are only, I think, 100 bottles available, and I had to, of course, buy one. And with that... Definitely definitely thought you were about to say you had to buy them all. Oh, I mean, if I made as much money as you do, then obviously I would. But <laughs> that's a good one. I, I'm just a poor radio and podcast host, so <laughs> we're lucky we keep these lights on for this show. Uh, <laughs> but great time with the purchase of the bottle. We got to go to an exclusive taste testing and get to hear how it was made by the distiller the guy who created the recipe and another guy there who created the neat glass it's called n-e-a-t it's the neat glass.com 
you can get your very own glass. I don't have it down here at the moment. But after tasting and sniffing the whiskey out of that glass, that's uh, going to be my go-to whiskey drinking glass because it takes the ethanol fumes out of it, essentially. It separates the gases. And so when you swirl your glass of whiskey, bring it up to your nose, you are getting the true scent of the whiskey and you can really smell and then taste all of the flavors in the whiskey of, of whatever your or bourbon, whatever you want to drink there. So uh, get your own glass at theneatglass.com. Very cool there and a uh, good guy to get to talk to. So uh, Howard and I are going to have to talk up a game plan and talk to Howard and get him on the show. He said he'd be willing to come on and chat about things. So I would be excited about that. If you would be excited about it, drop a comment below at Star Trek Wines. They also have a ton of other franchises that they make wines for. No, I don't know if they make a Star Wars collection of alcohol, but the captain's table is the new one uh, for Star Trek anyway, and the whiskey 100% rye. They also have a Cardassian Canar captain's table blend, and I bought one of those. Big D, you may or may not be able to see through your potato vision. I have an empty bottle of Canar over here. It's off the screen. God dang, freaking potato. <laughs> So, I've talked about it before on the on the show, but this uh, glass piece was molded off of one of the set uh, props that was used in corks, and you would see the Cardassians drink the canar out of. Uh, of course, the nice detailing on the base of the glass, and it is glass, so uh, very sturdy. And then it actually has the the story about the canar, the production of canar, <clears throat> as it was and is in the universe. <clears throat> Other than that, perhaps a bottle of Chateau Picard. Yes, you can buy the uh, authentic Chateau Picard, as brewed by. Admiral Jean-Luc Picard and Star Trek Picard. And this uh, variant is what the bottles were switched to in season two of Picard. Uh, true replica, not only in the bottle, the shape, the design of the uh, fake wax on the top, but the whole print on the front as well. And this is a red wine and... It's a pretty good uh, blend. Um, the company overall is Wines That Rock. Um, but this, interestingly enough, it came from the wine that they have in here is from the Chateau Picard. There is a real Chateau Picard in France. And so this was imported legitimately from the Chateau Picard. 
hilarious because it's been going for generations, even before uh, Picard in the series was a involved with the winemaking family. So interesting piece for you there. <clears throat> and another one, Andorian blue. Uh, this had a very nice color because the, the whole bottle was filled with the blue Andorian uh, Chardonnay and founded in 2161 by an alliance of humans, Vulcans, and Andorians. Tellarites, the United Federation of Planets has long recognized the core principle of mutual cooperation. Grapes vinted for this elegant Andorian blue Chardonnay were grown in the vines, traversing rolling hillsides near one of the oceans of planet Earth. Florals similar to those found between the Vulcan and Andorian systems burst forth with a refined acidity that balances ripe citrus aromas. This wine pays homage to the history and mission of the Federation, a dream that became a reality and spread throughout the stars. So nice uh, packaging and the cool thing with the cork has the Andorian logo on it. And of course, on the sides, you can see the Star Trek wine right there. So there's a couple things. Yes, uh, Howard dropped in the link for uh, the WWE wines, and uh, I had forgotten about those that that they have a variety of wines from WWE, but I haven't looked into uh, a lot of those yet. Well, hopefully, it's better than the WWE variety of uh, originals music singing songs that cd made better use of the frisbee did you actually buy that cd i was young and stupid <laughs> they i would say that it was worth it for chris jericho's um don't you wish you were me because that song makes perfect sense given his character at the time and it's awesome so yeah that is the only way i justify to myself 20 years later having wasted money in that disc out of all of the things that you wasted money on is that truly the worst or in the, at least the top 10 let's be honest I'd have to scratch my head. I'm sure it, it's definitely in the top 10. Uh, probably not the worst. But that would require a little bit more okay. pondering than I'm prepared to do because my brain is sludge right now. <clears throat> That's all right. As a side note, on the in the airport on the way back in uh, Denver, walked by one of the gift shops or, you know, the airport type stores. <clears throat> and there was a box of kids toys and they were usps mail trucks and i thought about buying one for each of you <clears throat> or stealing it on your behalf but i didn't so anyway um so next another uh place and booth 
who I talked with. Uh, they're from the Federation of Beer. And here's uh, basically what it looks like. Federationofbeer.com for their uh, info. They're officially licensed and themed beers. Now, the cool thing is they work with local brewers. Whoever's interested. They set it up. They do all the work, essentially. Get it licensed. And, of course, just uh, get... Uh, uh, some kind of a, a cut out of it, you know, monetary value, but they have all of those different ones. Uh, some very cool packaging as well, you know, engage, right? Enterprise flying off there. They had the captain's logger, the first contact captain's logger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the Irish style red ale, Vulcan ale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the galaxy class ale that Torchlight made the Star Trek engage and the other side, you know, nice enterprise D action happening there and the one i got to try in vegas the enterprise blonde ale and that was brewed locally by lost worlds brewing in the uh greater las vegas metro so very cool to check them them out and they have a facebook page uh, federation of beer and a lot of uh awesome products uh, with those guys. So very happy to get to try it because it's local beer made by a local brewery, but yet has the greater Star Trek theme to it. So if we can con more and more, uh, sorry, con more and more brewers into making some Trek beer, then, well, we'll just help share the love for the universe with, with the people. That's what I think anyway. And uh, that's what the can is right here. Nice looking can, wouldn't you say? That's a real IPA look to it. It kind of does, but it's uh, it's very blonde. And then uh, they, they can help come up with the story, and it's officially licensed through CBS Paramount and all that good stuff. Uh, uh, this one, I talked about it on... Uh, the other show so you can you can check it out for yourself at beerbluesbs.com oh yeah i also got a phaser got a phaser not in vegas screen (laughs) oh it's on it's on the the actual episode so you'll have to just take a look it's in a book uh finally i think for the moment anyway the uh, factory. Have you have you heard of Factory Entertainment? Either of you? Can't no. say as I have. So that's what their logo looks like. They make a ton of different licensed products, toys, replicas, for a lot of different franchises. They had a large booth featuring a bunch of Trek memorabilia, merchandise, etc. They have quite a few things, uh, as you can see here. Uh, 
the tabletop batleth the tabletop type 3 phaser rifle from tos and from tng slash ds9 and the first part of voyager what's really cool is this item right here the original dustbuster replica phaser and i uh, wish that it wasn't so so blurry at the moment but you remember the season one type two phaser from next generation looked like a vacuum cleaner uh-huh. well they made a prop replica of it and they had one to show off and to play with so i got to hold it and push the buttons and there's even a self-destruct mode on it uh and it's it's heavy it's it's made in out of like metal parts and and rubber so it feels like a real piece of equipment they even had the type one cricket phaser uh, as a prop replica those are still available for 300 or 350 dollars depending on if you get uh, the limited edition or um i i guess uh, they have a couple different ones oh season one variant or all oh, right the season one one was a little bit longer uh anyway and there's also starfleet academy bottle opener the keychain and the little fandages you can get 25 sterile latex free fashion bandages wrap up your blood gushers with some klingon bandages and right right there focused so yeah anyway glorious glory yeah there you go look at that huh rathacon set keychain the bottle opener, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, there's a quick look at those. Now, <clears throat> the gentleman at that booth told me, because I had to ask about other phasers, i.e. the first contact type 3 A, B, or C phaser rifles, as seen in the movie Star Trek First Contact. They are working on those, and perhaps in the next two years, they will have not only the prop developed, but the licensing and the full uh, development for production to be produced. I'm so stoked. Also, you notice that they had the Season 1 phaser, Type 2 phaser. They had a display model because they are nearly complete with the development of the Cobra phaser, uh, the Type 2 phaser that was used in the rest of the next generation and into the beginning of Deep Space Nine and the beginning of uh, Voyager. Awesome. Uh, they, they looked really good. They're also working on a medical tricorder from the next generation. Uh, so it'll be like Beverly Crusher had... You too can scan for life forms if you would like. So cool stuff coming from Factory Entertainment. They're online at factoryent.com. I will just mention as well that they have worked with master prop builders and have 
full size. I want to say full size because obviously that would be a giant, but uh, whatever the scale is on these uh, props, they have the USS Enterprise D and the USS uh, Titan. Or that one was actually the Enterprise G, but <clears throat> they have the these giant, the, the ships are about this big and they will run you, you know, <clears throat> $15,000 or so. Uh, but they're made by master prop builders and essentially Howard could get his green screen, do the whole setup, create an entire Star Trek series. He would just have the model there. It's fully lit. It blinks. It does the things. It does the, the creeps, the beeps, and the sweeps. All of that, it's it's very cool. Simply amazing to look at it under the uh, the glass box. But they're really cool. Uh, just awesome to see in person. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should mention these. I almost forgot. Uh <clears throat> At the, if I back up to the Federation of Beer, they also had these pint glasses, except they're 12 ounce glasses that are shaped like pop bottles. And this one, kind of nice, right? The original series Star Trek Enterprise Blonde Ale, and it has the original series Enterprise on there for you. Full 12 fluid ounces and uh we had to had to take the the rio skewers because you never know when the rio is gonna go <laughs> so, they're there and this one uh was was pretty damn cool too the galaxy class ale just enjoy the pattern on that of the saucer section of the Enterprise D. And then on the back, the Galaxy Class Ale. Engage the drinking. So there. Couple cool things. Brought back from the con. Even found a name tag. <laughs> So I can go to work, <laughs> get another job. And I know you haven't seen it yet, but I should mention this. Brother Nico got this for my, my birthday. It's a uh, T-Box. And then it actually has how to brew Earl Grey tea on the side of the tin. So. And now you will get ads for that in your feed, like I did. Mm-hmm. Rio. Her name is Rio, and we can't actually sing that song. Uh, what else do you guys want to know? Well, I should note that while you were going through all that, I took a quick look on my phone, and while they don't necessarily don't look like they have Star Wars wines per se, they do have a pretty uh, kick-ass Darth Vader glass and decanter. 
whiskey glass and decanter. <clears throat> you know, it doesn't surprise me that you won't find a Star Wars wine or beer or really any other alcohol set because, you know, with Star Wars, you don't have to be drunk to actually get through it. You can enjoy it sober. Unlike most episodes of Star Trek, where you need a view in order to go fully, you know, enjoy the show. Mm. I should also note that there was a there was a hit on a website for Skywalker Wines or Skywalker Vineyards, but upon closer examination, there was other than the name Skywalker, there was like nothing to do with Star Wars at all on the entire website. So I was mildly disappointed. Uh, and on on that note, Howard, uh, get your life together. Watch Star Trek. I mean, I've, I've watched some, you know, about as much as I could tolerate. <laughs> you know, eventually you drink too much and you end up on the floor and you don't know what exactly you've been watching. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a must. Well, that is your slingshot around the sun because then you've just apparently gone into time travel. More than likely. I was just thinking the education is actually getting to him. Like, are you learning things? <laughs> he just wants me to do the face again. Learn how to tech the tech. Love the tech. Day is tech machia. So this week, just yesterday, the season two finale of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Big D, you're working through Discovery yet, right? Yeah, partway through season three, hit a hit a bit of a roadblock past a uh, couple of weeks. Well, that's that's kind of what happens in that season. Let's be honest here. Yeah, it's been binge, big break, binge, big break. I'm on a I'm on a big break right now. I'll pick it up in Korea when I'm adjusting to the jet lag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's all good. What I would say is power through the rest of disco. And get on to the strange new worlds. That that's the place to be. It's um it's it's quite quite enjoyable. If memory serves, you said that I could theoretically watch them simultaneously so long as I've gotten through season two of Disco, and I have. So maybe I'll start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, as you are in season three, uh, what have they done in the episode that you've seen? Oh, stink. Um, what's his nuts had his, uh, meeting with his brother, not brother, but brother. And they saved the jellyfish or something or the cicadas or whatever the hell those, those things were on that planet. Mm-hmm. With the big tower, yeah, you know, yeah, where Saru so. is there, <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to go back and watch it all again, but at the same time, I'm like, I watched it once. <laughs> What's her name? The the cranky Orion antagonist. Uh, she had just said, "I will have my revenge" or something to that effect, and nah, ran off. I gotcha. <clears throat> Because they freed a whole bunch of people from some labor camp. Ah, yes, the mine. So yeah, so they are they are in the future. 
Yes. Okay. Yep, you can. You're good to watch Strange New Worlds anytime now. Is that a leg lamp? That almost looks like the the lamp that's fragile. Almost. Almost. I think Technical big, difficulties on Big D's end. Yeah, I, I think it it's difficulties of the four-legged variety. But uh, speaking of Kidder, uh, hey, the audience, you know I haven't been talking here for a bit while Kidder's been going through Star Trek. Uh, Kidder, that's because I've been uh, looking into uh, updates on the situation with Farva and his cane. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Past Howard. This is future Howard. And I know what you're about to say. You're about to give an update about Farva and his saga to get Mador. And I just have to interrupt to share this great breaking news. We just got word today that Mador is coming home to Farva. So we did it. We're successful. We're so happy for Farva and for Mador that they get to be reunited and that they all get to enjoy that retirement together so great news all around so i just had to interrupt to share so that this news got out as soon as possible thanks to anyone and everyone who helped out with that campaign we really appreciate it here at the triple b and hey we're just glad that you're also paying attention and listening to us with that uh, back back to past howard and the gang for more entertainment i mean they're talking they were just talking trek so Entertainment is kind of a loose term. Anyway, back to them. Yeah, no, I know. I admit it myself. I'm introducing you again to the big baby. There's I thought it was big somebody... D. Yeah. <laughs> That's there little D. Well played. Furry yeah. D. There's somebody walking around outside my room making noise, and it's making Molly a little cranky. Mm. Money, go hide under the bed. Go on. Good girl. And there's Calypso, the older, crankier, smaller one. Yeah, I'm talking about you. I love you. You suck. Yeah. Now they've been spending the past three days sitting in the shotgun seat in the car, just being tragic. Mm-hmm. But they've actually done pretty well. Uh, we haven't done a long road trip with them in the, a little while. So, yeah, they're. They've done all right. Just cruise on the road so long as I'm not on a really bumpy road. They should do all right. Probably do better if you, you know, played for them some episodes of the Triple B, you know. Uh, see about getting getting one or two tomorrow. Mm. Most, I know it's completely uh, not the direction this podcast goes, but uh, largely it's been uh, theological and political podcasts I've been forcing them to listen to. <laughs> mm. Mm. I just I mean it, it as the general umbrella genre, not saying what one side or the other. The, the, the only one I will say by name is left, right, and center because it's it's truly a, a balanced uh, conversation. The various mm. political issues without discussing which what my opinion is therein so which we appreciate because otherwise future hour would have to cut out a section of this podcast to keep with yeah. our neutral stance on that but i i truthfully the the podcast i listen to and i'm not listening to 
the triple B, uh, at least lately, is a one called Intentionally Blank. And I would highly recommend it for anybody who, uh, you know, needs something different to listen to. It uh, is by uh, Brandon Sanderson and Dan Wells. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is a uh, science fiction and fantasy author who you may have seen in the news recently because he did a Kickstarter that brought in like $20 million for four books. You might also notice I have three of them right there. So the fourth one's coming fourth quarter this year. Um, anyway, he is a New York Times bestselling author. And because of all of his success, uh, he is on a very uh, regimented schedule with everything to keep up his productivity and such. And so he sets aside every week, like an hour to an hour and a half to just sign all the things he needs to sign. So he just sits there and has to autograph things and he gets really bored doing it. So he invited his friend, fellow author, Dan Wells to join him and they just chat much like we do on this show, except a little bit cleaner and family friendly but it's what really makes it interesting is they're both writers. And so they'll like review pop culture things, but from a writer's perspective, and that makes it interesting. Uh, they also tend to do a lot of uh, food heists. So they report different food heists that have happened around the world, which is interesting. Uh, the other segment that I enjoy is they do a bad story idea where one of them will share just a terrible story idea that they had, you know, that like could maybe be a book, but it's just too terrible. And they try to workshop it to uh, actually try and make it work. It usually doesn't, but it's usually pretty comical. So if you need something on the lighter side, Big D, um, I enjoy it. They're pretty funny. I'll check it out. Yeah. For what it's worth, there are about seven or eight podcasts on my list of follow, on my following list that I haven't really too much. I scroll through, I'm like, oh, that looks like a good one. Then I hit follow, so I think to come back to it, and then I never do. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, show. I, I go through phases in what I want to listen to. So, but. Usually, like right now, if I'm working just around the house or such, I put on our show just because I can. That's kind of fun he for me to listen. Around the house, he works around the house. Is that a fat joke, Gitter? It needed to be said. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Mr. America, <laughs> he's on his way to go around the house. Well, he's gone. Here's the crank pot. MVP. I see your dog, and and I raise you a Freya. <laughs> Whoa! Lipso's unimpressed. Yeah, baby. Just, You're not she impressed. She just came up and she, she's like, "Um, I just, I just wanted scratches. Uh, I didn't want to be uh, famous right now." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Put me down." I was sleeping. <clears throat> Kinda. Well, she came over to me. She she wanted some scratches. So, 
Yeah, Calypso did not. Yeah, He's well. a cranky, cantankerous little thing. You like that tent? TP Howard's got over there? That was pretty cool. Let's see which button. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> this one. Now I found it. <clears throat> there we go. He's back. <laughs> hey, what's up, Howard? Here, talk into the microphone. Here. <laughs> there, right here. There you go. See? Perspective. It's still on me. So get closer to your mic. Because it's not yeah. going to pick up in the... <clears throat> oh, oh! I I have the multi-screen recorded. It's it's we're good. <laughs> uh, Jayco, what do you have to say? What, what, what? Just it's okay. You can talk to us. Are you having a stroke? Do you smell toast? Let me check your pulse. Uh, I'm not getting much. <laughs> Maybe you should start doing some laps around the house. There, that's a, a secondary around the house joke. You're mean. There you go. <laughs> just, just wanted him to get some workout in, you know? He's doing... Listen, he's putting in the work. I want him to, to actually get, you know, <clears throat> his value out of it. For round two, I got... Fremont Hustle Double IPA 9.0% alcohol brewed in uh, Seattle, Washington and doesn't really have anything in the way of description. Now, before you start crapping all over my selection of beverages tonight, I was, I was on the way home from dinner and I passed a Fred Meyer and I went in there and I was like, oh yeah, let's see what they got single-wise. And they had a whole bunch of singles that I could buy individually, but 90% of them were uh, like this mix and match. Like buy, you have to buy six of them and pay 10 bucks, <laughs> which by itself, cool. Um, but for the purposes of podcasting here and having only two, not so much. So fortunately they did have these that I haven't tried before. So let's see here. Yep, definitely get the, the normal double IPA hop. Uh, I don't know. A little bit smoother than the Voodoo Ranger. <clears throat> so, yeah. yeah. I like it. I'll give that a, a four also. Uh, I'm glad taste, that you like there, it because... There, there's I, something I else. Like Actually, there's something else in... Uh, Yep, it's Kidder's Rage. That's what it's in there. Kidder's Rage. Definitely an IPA Rage. <clears throat> yeah. Don't worry, Howard. I brought the IPA and the Trollum. Good. 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 One of these times he'll fall to the dark side. <clears throat> well, on a very special episode, 
live from Las Vegas, Nevada. You'll just have to see what's on tap. I'll get there eventually. Glory. Yeah, they need to get blood wine on that damn Star Trek wines. Well, they already do. I don't have the bottle down here, but they do. The lock was taken down. <laughs> Sorry, he potatoed. He I, did. I, I don't know what he was trying to humor, but I think he just made himself laugh. <laughs> yeah. No. I, so, so you're like they they already do. So me being a dork, I'm like, hey, did you know that they took the skywalk down across Hancock and Johnstone and and UND? What? No way. That's breaking news. And on that totally breaking news, gents, I, I got to call it a night. That was my like fifth trip to the Big D Business Center anymore. They're going to offer me a frequent flyer card. You know, they'll be trying to get me to buy miles and things like that. So, uh, it, yeah, it's time for Howard's body to rest. So, you know, carry on. Deliver the rest of the show. Bring it home. You guys can do it. Well, listen here, wayward son. Did you know that on the merch store at streamlabs.com slash beer blues BS slash merch, you can get a big D's business center mug or t-shirt. I, I can't believe that you uh, <clears throat> interrupted my farewell to throw in a shameless plug. Well, yeah, I you feel can, that you can believe you me all day long. <laughs> I feel that you need a mug to drink some water out of and then a shower curtain to hide behind and then a t-shirt to wipe the shame away. <laughs> you mean a, a shower curtain to hide from? <laughs> anyway, um, before my body completely gives out, uh, Big D, it's been good chatting with you. I don't know when I will chat with you again or when we'll see have you back on the show, so... It's a couple been of weeks. A lot of fun. Yeah. Little time travel. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, you know, by the time this one comes around, it, it'll, it'll be a while. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll definitely chat again at some point. And uh, Kidder, hmm. I'll I'll see you. I don't know, like in two weeks. We'll we'll figure out what we're doing. Anyway, will we? <laughs> I you know. one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. You know, we'll we'll have a, a foundation that's as solid as McVeigh Hall. Why? What happened to McVeigh? I hear they rebuilt it. <laughs> what? The whole building's gone? <laughs> no way! That I, reoccurring I joke. Even, I, I don't even know what to say to that. Get to feeling better, Howard. <laughs> yeah, Howard Blue's signing off. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Now, now, now it's that he's gone. Yeah. Next will be it will be time travel next time I join y'all because um I will be in what the frick? Um <laughs> I will be in let's see here. We are recording this on August tenth. Eleventh, excuse me. In 12 days, I will be in Korea in 14 days slash 15 days, I suppose. So I will be in Korea for a week or so before Mrs. D and Little D come and uh, join me. So that means I will have a weekend there. 
all by my lonesome, which means I will be very likely to join the podcast. Thing is, it'll be Saturday morning over there, like 11 in the morning, 12 noon, thereabouts. So the only thing on tap for me will be Korean coffee. We never said that you had to have anything alcoholic on the show. I'm just saying. Disclaimer. And we can't be uh, alcoholics because we don't go to meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Korean coffee is uh, pretty legit. It's not... uh, Well, I'm I'm sure they have whole bean and ground coffee like we normally do. I'm sure it's there. I don't recall seeing it. But the majority of what I saw there for coffee was essentially like a tea bag where you just drop it in your mug, get some hot water, let it steep, and there you go. Uh, then they have the instant coffee, like you know, powder in the mix and whatnot. A little bit more uh, intuitive to stuff we might find here in the states, but yeah, mm. green coffee. Will, uh, uh, it's pretty darn, pretty darn convenient in that regard. We'll get a zero to five rating out of that uh, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yep, yep. I'll send you guys some. Well, I mean, I would try you- it. Are you a coffee drinker? Normally, no. But for you, yes. <laughs> all day. I can't recall. Day. I can't recall. Is Howard a coffee drinker at all or not so much? Yes. He prefers the one gas station that uh, has a lot of locations up here that has blue neon everywhere. And it's kind of like a bank also in the area at Christmas. No, you could just text that to me on Facebook because I don't know what the freak you're talking about. But um, <laughs> I'm not from Bismarck, man. Oh, but, um, the, the, it's in Grand Forks and Fargo and Dickinson and Minneapolis. They're all over Minneapolis, too, those gas stations. In fact, if you go back uh, to what would that be? <clears throat> November of 21 already? Yeah. Uh, Or maybe it was 22. When AEW Full Gear was in Minneapolis, I did the show from from the hotel room, and out the window was said gas station glowing in the background. So it was just like this, except blue. It was like normal. And that was where I had an outback below me. And that was a point of contention with Howard. Gotcha. Is there an outback behind you? No. It's below me. Over over there. It's not behind me. That's behind me. <laughs> anyway. So I have the store up on Streamlabs. And this is one of our two merch stores. As you can see, you got the Triple B info and logo there. And then as we scroll down, got a couple options here. Now, uh, Big D, have you seen the logo for your business center? I think I did, yeah. Okay. There's a, there's a closer up. Uh... <laughs> it's got to be classier than that, though. It was... It was uh... What hotel was that? I don't remember. Sorry. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. And then, uh, I need to. Part of me really wants to drop some money on some stuff there and just put it in my office in Korea because everybody look at that and like, what's this? Like, you never mind. Mm-hmm. You got a workout tank tank top here for you. <laughs> Again, here's the uh, <clears throat> bathing suit for you when you hit the beach in Korea. Yeah, not so much. That water's cold, man. Well, this will help keep all the uh, little D and and the uh, twins inside. <laughs> keep them protected. <laughs> uh, it's been a week. <laughs> the premium t-shirt, because, you know, we have the premium live events now from WWE. So the only way to watch it is by wearing a premium t-shirt, and that is right here. From the triple B sticker <laughs> sheet, the beanie, the triple B original of Can I Get My Money Back? Perhaps a packable jacket, maybe for those cool nights in Korea. Got the little hood and the triple B logo, maybe a hoodie or a long sleeve t shirt. I Maybe definitely I... just dropped 60 bucks in a, a new UND hoodie. And my last one was like 14 years old, falling apart. Hmm. Hopefully you were able to find one with the correct logo on the front. Uh, I just kept it to uh, the text. University of North Dakota. That I works. got a... I forget what the exact um, color was. Called it some gray. I think it was like Heather gray something. I was going to get some of the green, but that green is like really green. And my, my other hoodie is closer to like a little bit darker, kind of a hunter green. Yeah, that, that's my green, the big, bright Kelly green, wonderful shady green, but not on my, not on my person. Hmm. So yeah, gray this time. Gray works. It's a good color on you. You're wearing a, a shade of gray right now. Yep. Uh, the hoodie that I got is a little bit just slightly darker than this one. So I like gray. I also like pink. I've had it on camera in front of two million people. In that in that thing that you made fun of that I was a part of in college. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's okay to like the band Pink, and Pink is a singer. I understand. That's okay. Uh, oh, you're you're talking about something that you uh, you would wear, right? Right. Okay. I was getting worried because the lamp that's above you is looks just like a light bulb screwed into the ceiling, like you're in some kind of third rate uh, hotel motel Holiday Inn. I am not in one of those. Uh, I made the mistake initially of checking into not one of those, but something comparable in Grand Forks. Won't say the name on the the podcast because don't want y'all to get sued. But <laughs> it, it it had been okay. It was a freaking days in on thirty second. Whoop to do. Uh, Bam! It was. It had been a smoking hotel back in the day. It hasn't been for a little while, but you wouldn't know it to be in that room. 
So I did not say they're very long. They're very, they're very kind and accommodating. They did not charge me for the for the stay. I relocated. It was very kind to them because they could have been like, oh, same day cancellation. You owe us a night. Like they were, they were accommodating. I appreciated that. But yeah, I was in there for fifteen minutes, and my clothes smelled for two days. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me in Vegas a couple years ago. <clears throat> we didn't get into Las Vegas until just after midnight local time. And the room was paid for, reserved, etc. But when the by the time we got there, the they uh <clears throat> I don't know, gave away our non-smoking room. And so the only room they had left was a smoking room. Because in Vegas, smoking is still legal in rooms down there. Now, the other type of inhaling and smoking is not legal anywhere, but everybody does it because they think they're hilarious. And the hotels smell like skunk ass. And I hate it. I hate it. I hate the smoke. I hate the skunk ass. Like, I don't know what brings anybody's interest in that because it's just like going out into the wilderness, finding a skunk and then sucking on its butt. <laughs> I almost almost made him spit out his beer. I'm sorry. It's almost but, almost a party foul there, you turd. <laughs> but but it's true. I mean, it just like the smell, the the effects of it with people, and then the the long term effects and, and how they act and, and just it's just not cool. Yeah. So it ruined, truthfully, it ruins my experience in Vegas because obviously Nevada is a state where they legalized it as a recreational product. And, you know, neither here nor there, not getting political. I think it's just generally stupid. And not needed. Fair enough. Because we have a bunch of sloths in society already, and then when they get the the lean green in them, they get extra slothy, and there's more of them. So, <laughs> just I hate it, and my allergies hate it too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Well, that, that takes me back to a, a fun story from sophomore year, maybe, hmm. where I finally found out why you didn't like me, because you thought I was a partaker. You just, you just looked at this face made for radio, and you're like, he looks like you. <laughs> he looks like one of the... Nah! Nah! But then we had a nice heart to heart. Like long hair, then too. So Longer, I tried, shaggier. So yes and no. I tried to go from high school graduation to my twentieth birthday, which would have been like right at eighteen months, without getting a haircut. And at the time, I think I got down to if I pulled my hair forward, I got down to about here. But then I had the realization: I'm living in North Dakota. And I don't have a hairdryer. And oh, yeah, it's February. Uh, so I, I finally gave up and I went and got a haircut. 
And that's the only time my hair has been that long. It yeah, was right in the it was right in that awkward stage where it it it's short and it looks good and it's long and it looks good, but in the middle it looks like straight trash and I was stuck there. So <laughs> that, that must have been what it was. Cause that was 20 years ago, and man, I don't remember <laughs> what I did last month. So <laughs> it it is one of those things where we uh, live, laughed, and then loved. <laughs> Two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no laughing, but but we have we have since lived and moved on with our lives. <laughs> Mail trucks have been stolen and returned and. <laughs> So I'm I'm in the middle of unloading my house and a couple of weeks ago or last week, whenever the frick it was, time warp. And for whatever reason, outside my house, which I don't know if yeah if you think on the neighborhood west of twenty nine, but north of university, northwest Grand Forks, that's where I lived. But not right on Gateway. It was about half a mile to Gateway. So residential area, not like the the incident uh, <laughs> story. That is the story. Not like the story of the incident that didn't happen because we were trolling people. Out of nowhere, right in front of my house, three mail trucks. I'm like, what the? It's too bad what you is happening? Take a picture here? for this show. I, I did. I sent it to Howard. I'll send it to you. Oh. I sent it with a. I sent it with a caption. It's like they just. Oh no! I didn't send the caption. I sent. I took a video. That's what I did. It would be even more hilarious to me if there were multiple USPS trucks and then UPS showed up and suddenly FedEx came down the street the other way and then it's just a conglomeration of delivery services and you're just waiting for for things to go down in the middle of the street that that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> waiting for a showdown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So this is outside of Big D's uh, conference center. It's like they're just asking for uh, a little joyriding. <laughs> it's like they don't know what they're doing. That's great. <laughs> they're probably scared that at one, two, or three of the trucks would get stolen because they're out outside your house. <laughs> July 31st. Okay, so that was right before, that was a couple days before the movie showed up. So I was in the middle of sorting all the crap in my house. <clears throat> well, you made it. I'm glad. I'm, I'm very happy that the mail trucks, or the mail mafia did not come over to your house and give you some postage stamps for shoes. <clears throat> Put you put you six uh, conveyor belts under something like that you know <laughs> yeah it wasn't fitting end to my time in grand forks <laughs> uh maybe you need one of these <laughs> uh, 
if, if you can you can tell what that speaking is. Of, speaking of tech the tech, right? I know that yeah. is where where uh, holograms can baldly go where no hologram has gone before. Yeah. That's, that's you know exactly what that's like. Correct. I do, because I was wearing it in Vegas. That's how I got there. <laughs> Here's a, a cool patch for you. Nice. This is a limited edition patch. And of course, the if you didn't know, the red and the blue uh, lines there are to represent the Rio because they have red and blue neon uh, stripes on the side of the building. Rio was the uh, venue, I take it? <clears throat> yes, the <clears throat> excuse me, the Rio All Suites Casino and Resort because every room on the property is a suite of some kind. Nice. And, now we just need Future uh, Howard to throw in a, a dollar to like a cash register for the for the money y'all get for Yeah. <laughs> and while you're there, I didn't try to use these this time. But uh while you're there, you can go to the the Voodoo Rooftop Nightclub. Yes, it is on top of the Rio, and you can see the pretty much the entire strip. And there you go, complimentary admission for ladies. Yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's on the fifty-first floor of the Rio. Cool, cool. So you're up there a little ways, and uh, it is good time. Also. <clears throat> Early in the day, I was a chief warrant officer. Come on. I'm going to need a little bit more context. <laughs> That's not a warrant officer. No? Chief petty officer? There you go. Senior chief petty okay. officer. Senior chief. See? See, that? that's why I have you for clarification. Our check doesn't have warrants. I know this means nothing to you, and that's okay. <laughs> I might issue warrants. I mean... <laughs> Somebody's going to get arrested I, there, there was, by the end of this. There was some speculation that there were some warrant officers running around, but they were never officially canonized. <clears throat> and on that note, when I'm talking about warrant officer, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I mean, you must because you brought it up. Oh, there you go. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, I mean, yes and no. But perhaps since you have potentially some first-hand experience and knowledge with this sort of thing, maybe you would be better to, uh, say, explain a little bit for our friendly audience. Okie dokie. So, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nerd out in less than normal nerdy things. So, military rank structure, right? You have generally, you have the enlisted side, which depending on the branch, that's your uh, petty officers, your privates, your corporals, your sergeants, your airmen, uh, and so on and so forth. Then you have the officer side, which depending on the branch is second lieutenant, first lieutenant, 
captain, major, lieutenant colonel, yada, yada, or in the naval branches, ensign, lieutenant, junior grade, lieutenant, lieutenant commander, blah, blah, blah. Star Trek ranks uh, carry the same structure. Officers, uh, grades are above the enlisted grades in terms of authority and uh, seniority and precedence. But sandwiched in between the two in, the, in certain American branches are warrant officers, which are generally brought up from the enlisted ranks to become warrant officers. They are technical experts in whatever field they're doing. They have generally decided that they don't want to do the administrative crap and they just want to turn the wrenches or do whatever the technical aspects are of the career field. So that's all they do. And they generally love life a whole lot better than anyone else. Hmm. The Air Force <laughs> does not use warrants. Hmm. We have not had warrant officers since 1991, give or take. And uh, maybe Admiral. Yeah. Um, Pip Admiral, of course. Star Admiral. <laughs> the, I think uh, the way they define it in Star Trek Online for the four out of five <clears throat> Admiral Pips is the uh, rear. Because then you're a, a fleet admiral as five or something like that. Sounds but, right. I did think it was pretty cool in uh, Star Trek Picard. They brought back Commodore, which hadn't been used since the original series. Yeah. They got the Commodore. Yep. And I'm with glad the one that you've seen that so you can, you can, you know, talk about it with me. Yeah, I binged uh, the remainder of Picard while I was in Arizona a few months ago. So you were caught up on all three seasons. <laughs> Yeah, no, we 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 chatted about that on like one of the episodes I was down there for. That's true. Uh, I I didn't see, really care that remember? they, huh? I said, see, remember? I forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. We were chatting about how they um to be continued. I'm getting a phone call from Lee, so carry it on. I'll be right back. Pause. That was a 20 minutes. There we go. Yep. I started watching On Patrol. All <laughs> <clears throat> in. He's going to bed right now. He's, he's not feeling too good, unfortunately. He's got some sort of cold that he's been battling for a couple of days, but I think he's on the tail end of it. Hopefully he'll be over it uh, tomorrow when I, when I get in. So... I completely forgot what I was uh, about to go on about. Season three of Picard. Oh, yes. So <laughs> that was the one who can remember. Um, yeah, season three was it was it was fun. I liked it. I because of the big nostalgia moment that every Star Trek fanboy and fangirl dreamed of to have the original or excuse me, the next generation cast all together back again. Um, I can look past the fact that they completely backtracked the story arc of the Borg in season two 
with whatever the hell that was in season three. But I mean, the way that they put together, if you treat it as a standalone uh, season, completely separate alternate timeline, alternate timeline. Um, mm-hmm. If you treat season three as such, then yeah, <clears throat> it was fun. It was fun to see them all back together again. Even if it was shoehorned in one of the most corny ways possible, it was still fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I I felt they did significantly better. You know, season three of Picard was the actual first season of Picard. The other two were just meandering sci-fi stories that had a Star Trek theme. Uh <clears throat> I also thought it was interesting about how season two's Borg arc and romance arc was just there and then it's gone. Uh, and they didn't talk about it at all in season three. And as you watch, you know, the previous episodes of this show, you hear me talk about how pissed I was about Rios staying in the past and them not keeping him on as captain of the stargazer because that would have been a fantastic show because yeah. uh, he's a, he's a great actor now <clears throat> here's the hope because at the con of course i was just there uh terry metallis the executive producer of picard season three confirmed that they wanted to go in a different direction, make it more Trek feeling and make it more true to the next generation and their characters. Okay. Next piece that stuff, you know, happened in the second season and they didn't address it in the third season. So if, and hopefully if, because there's over 30,000 signatures, for the spin-off series Star Trek Legacy and whatever they decide to call it if it is that great whatever 7 of 9 is captain uh Rafi is the sec- second on command uh, and then you have Jack Crusher and uh uh Jordy LaForge's daughters and etc cetera, etc cetera, right like you get the whole new crew get them to do the show what a great way to go vi- revisit Gerardi of Borg and whatever the crap that porthole into the next universe is that she's in the Borg ship is sitting by the end of season two. Okay. You can go investigate that story. Plus you can potentially bring Rios back because you have to go back in time and pull him out right before his death because he's needed in the current day of the future. Bam. Bring him back into the series. Also, uh, the idea, and if you pay attention to the dialogue and the visuals uh, of Admiral Roe Laren, as the shuttle is going back toward the Intrepid, the communication ends before the shuttle explodes. So it is possible that she's not dead. And this is what the showrunner said. Terry Metalis. 
so she could come back. Interesting. The other people, you know, like Ad or uh, Captain Tuvok, he could come back. Uh, there was also discussion of having Garrett Wong come back as Captain Harry Kim, as he is Ensign Harry Kim online. <laughs> Ensign Harry, <laughs> the guy who never got promoted. Poor schmuck. Yes, I. I'm sorry, Ensign Kim. We cannot promote you because there's no way to promote you, and there's nowhere for you to go. <laughs> that was uh, my worst Janeway impression. But uh, there was talk about bringing him back for that. There was uh, discussions with Kate Mulgrew to come back as Admiral Janeway, so she would have a piece in that. Uh, same thing with uh admiral shelby because you don't see her specifically die either so you know there's a lot of periods <laughs> yeah right it's just well yeah you saw her because she was uh she, uh, she was on all of the screens talking about uh, fleet day she was i stand corrected and then they're like what's happening ah! and then it <laughs> And then it's gone. So there is the potential that she is also still alive. Uh, a bunch of other people, even Captain Shaw. No. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, didn't he die? <laughs> his famous line, it cut away because... He's saying the ship, the con is yours now, Captain Seven. Because he basically handed the ship over at that point. But did we go back? Did we see them? Hmm. Hmm. I have to go back. Hmm. I thought they, I thought they confirmed he was uh, toast. But if not, then hmm, the game's afoot. Well, remember season uh, one that Picard also died. <clears throat> yeah, but they had a little bit more to work with in terms of that. <laughs> oh, the story, right. But, you know, they've had a couple years. And on top of that, you know, they have the new version of Data. And he has all of the combined knowledge of all of the Soongs and lore and Data. Just get it all crumpled up there and then make a golem. Here's, here's captain Shaw. He's also a, a very hilarious actor. He's a good singer too. Nice. As a, as a real individual. <clears throat> what else? I mean, I'm just kind of bummed that, that star Trek strange new worlds season two is now, uh, finished in its premiering there's only 10 episodes and don't get me started on ranting about the fact that there's only 10 episodes per season because that's just garbage i think we're in the day and age where the way streaming services are now i think that's going to be the norm like i i don't know that we're ever going to get back to a 22 plus season or a 22 plus episode season of anything anymore yeah, it would even it's like, like, yes, it isn't enough, but even 15, 
tell more stories, branch off into, you know, the different people that are on the show and highlight them. Make me invested in the show. Make me want to watch the show. And I point out seasons one and two of Discovery, more so season one specifically, because who was the ensign at the con? I know because I'm a nerd. But at the end of the season, who was who was at the con? Who was at tactical? Eh, passing name here, glance over there, so and so, point this and that, whatever. But by the end of season two, you actually knew the bridge crew and you were invested in it. And I think part of that is due to them bringing in Anson Mount as Captain Pike. And his hair. And then, yes. The Here's a funny thing as a side note. There was a question asked from the audience to Anson Mount about the hair. And it is viewed as a character and a character portrayal. And so they could not talk about it due to the actor writer strike. The hair is a character. <laughs> the hair is meme fodder. Yeah. I mean, look, if if I had the ability to get that kind of curl on my hair, I would do that too. I mean, there's there's a lot of vertical happening there. <laughs> it's gravity defying. You can tell it's space hair. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Other than that, cool moments at the con. Uh, William Shatner and oh man, I've just, just spaced his name. Uh, actually both of their names. <clears throat> so the current iteration of James Kirk and George Kirk for strange new worlds were on stage with William Shatner at the same time. So nice. for the first first time ever that's happened, uh, uh, Paul Wesley, that's the guy who plays Kirk in Strange New Worlds. Uh, so they had a, a moment and they were able to talk on stage, which was kind of cool, you know. Uh, and also, not long before that, the first ever time that this has happened where Zachary Quinto, who played Spock in the three latest feature films which the last one came out seven years ago and um <laughs> uh i can see his face the the gentleman who plays spock in strange new worlds ethan peck the two of them met for the first time and were on stage together and of course we'll never have the three of them together because you know Leonard Nimoy has uh, been gone for several years already uh, but it's interesting to learn and listen to Zachary Quinto talk about how he learned from the Nimoy family he was good friends became good friends with Leonard Nimoy up until you know, he passed, became really good friends. They talk all the time and how Leonard Nimoy essentially taught Zachary Quinto how to play Spock. And then uh, 
how to be, you know, better actor in person and et cetera, et cetera. And Ethan Peck didn't have that relationship, didn't have that opportunity. And so he couldn't specifically talk about how he became Spock, but basically that he didn't pull any inspiration from either of them because he wanted to become his own iteration of Spock and be fresh portrayal. Right. Be true to the character, be true to the series. And, you know, aside from the weirdness in discovery, uh, I think he has done a fantastic job. So you'll, you'll enjoy strange new worlds when you get there. I would love to know your rating after you watch the pilot. I want to know the feels. I want to know the emotions. I want to know what you were thinking and what every step of the way through the entirety of the episode. Because it's one. I'll try to remember to take notes. (laughs) I will probably not. I will probably not remember to take notes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just set up the camera and record the entire thing of you watching something so that I can watch you watching something <laughs> and then really so get can, the feel. So I can upload it as a cheesy, this guy reacts to this thing video on YouTube. <laughs> we could. We'll put it on the Beer Blues and BS channel and we might actually get <laughs> some views then. Ex-Marine reacts to basic training in the Coast Guard video like. I don't know who this guy is. I don't care what he thinks. Classic. And then we could make a video of me watching the episode while watching you watching the episode. And then it would just be a real big thing. Even bigger thing. Oh, that hurts my head. <laughs> it uh, It's kind of like, if I had to put in words, what's that? Inception? <laughs> Where's the little <laughs> dreidel? We need, a, we need, a, we need an object. Make right. sure that we're still in real life. I'd be like the internet equivalent of the, the House of Mirrors. <laughs> oh yeah, and if uh, <clears throat> if Diego ever sees this episode, thanks for the patch. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <clears throat> have you watched Lower Decks? I have not. Okay, is that the the animated one? Yes. Okay. You need you need to watch it. I'm just going to flash that up quickly. You don't know what it is, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll take your word for it because I definitely didn't see what you had. I saw it was metal in a circle, and that's about all I saw. Perfect. You'll see it in season three. <laughs> tool. <laughs> so seven years from now, sure, <laughs> maybe. But uh, look at look at the quality on on this next gen communicator. Look at that. It's fancy. Mm-hmm. Fan sets. If you need any Trek uh, memorabilia, as in badges, you know, communicator badges, uh, pins of the characters, or uh, you know, so many different things, fan sets is the place to, to get those. I have a ton of them, including the end of the uh, season three finale where they switch it back to gold because then as uh, 
<clears throat> as you know, in the correct future timeline, it's supposed to look like this. Yeah, I was going to say, it looked kind of similar to the uh, All Good Things. <clears throat> yeah, and this this is still my favorite, I think, of, uh, of all of them. But this one, this one's really good, too. And the lighting is uh, try and try and do a little bit better with the lighting here. I mean, <laughs> and focus. Why would we want to focus, right? But that's a good question. Focus, focus. There you go. Nice, crisp, clean image there, so you can compare the two side by side and uh -huh. see the difference of thirty years in design. Yeah, the the one in your right from uh, Discovery. It definitely looks a little bit flashier with the 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 sheen on it. Mm-hmm. And the way, uh, <clears throat> so that's uh, season three of Picard there. But the way they they accomplish that is within the uh, piece of metal. It's uh, like embossed. So uh -huh. you see it has the groove. Yeah. And so it refracts the light a lot differently and gives, you know, different colors from different angles. This is pretty. It's like an optical illusion. Fancy. <laughs> is this what yeah. you were putting up there? <laughs> you found it. Yes, that is a, a Tom Paris collectible plate. And right. they actually made, you You can buy one if you really want the full-size plate. <laughs> you can get one. Well, did he fly the ship into something? No. Kind of price tag. Everything. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. That's some, uh, that's some pricey stuff there. Which stuff is pricey? All the things. Oh. And then uh, Lower Decks. You can oh, yes. the, the real life version of it for you there. Nice. Yes. Good stuff. Uh, if you want to see more of the... I mean, you obviously found the website. So you can look at all of them on the website at fansets.com. <laughs> but uh, where I was going with, the, with that is uh, if you would like to see my reaction to all of them. Uh, they are available in the uh, Kidder's Logs episodes once uh, we get those <clears throat> actually created. <laughs> and in the other bonus episode of Me at the Con. Uh, every year, Fansets has done a convention pin for the Star Trek Las Vegas or just STLV. Come on. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's this year's. Uh, they're all poker chips of some kind. And so uh -huh. this is uh, an awesome quirk um, to poker chip here. And then if you count up the dice, I think it should equal 2023. On them, and the one from last year. 
I want to say that I have too many, but that's a lie. Even the future <laughs> imperfect badges. Oh yes, Ensign. Mm-hmm. They made all of them, so yes, I have Ensign, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Commander, Commander, Captain, and Admiral. Of course. Do you have Lieutenant Junior Grade? Uh, they they didn't go that far. Okay. Yet. You win this round. Because they they just came out with the Ensign one a couple months ago. Let's see. Or how about... Remember this one? Is that from way in the future in Voyager? It's from Voyager. Yep, that's correct. <clears throat> it Rel- is from the, the time, time relativity? episodes. Relativity. Uh, uh, yes, the USS Relativity. What a what a stoic name for a time ship because it's, <laughs> it's all relative at that point. Ah! <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, oh, speaking of season two of Picard, when you go to the Confederation. The uh, that's uh, uh, Conqueror Picard's badge. Just just the quality on it, just just amazing, uh-huh. outstanding. Big. <laughs> I'm almost maybe to where where I need to be. How about Admiral Picard's? Uh, Academy Starfleet Academy rank, nice and shiny. <laughs> You're like, ah, yeah, these are cool and all, but so is sleep. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, I was just about to ask you who else you uh uh met at the earth. God, In a couple days ago, you mentioned your uh, interaction with uh, Rob O'Reilly. Yes, but I, and then you mentioned a few others here, but I was wondering if there's anybody else you you bumped into. Ah, uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, said hi to Tim Russ in the hallway. Tuvok. Um. Was he looking for shit? Never mind. <laughs> Uh, he did not have a horagon, and he was not looking for a mirajan. <laughs> um, that that's a kind of a deep joke if <laughs> if you think about it. Um, <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Combs, you familiar with Jeffrey Combs? Remember, he he is the uh, actor who has played the second most character number of characters, different characters in. Star Trek. He played Wayun, yeah. one of the Vorta, uh, as well as Shran, the Andorian in Enterprise, and <clears throat> there's uh, many, many more. Uh, Brunt is yes, glorious, mm-hmm. wonderful as Brunt. Brunt, FCA. But for how much longer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. I could just picture that meme of that uh, progenitor race that um, uh, Salome Jens played in Next Generation. They put all the DNA pieces together, but they reworded the um, 
the text in the in the meme like we needed the worlds of your uh, species with the the building blocks of life and that is why every world has a jeffrey combs sometimes too yep yep it's perfect it's hilarious he's uh, he's also a really good singer and, and uh <clears throat> the rat pack that they do on sunday nights uh jeffrey combs is there vaughn armstrong uh gosh i am tired so i'm trying to i'm blanking on on the rest of the names um max gradonchek who played rom mm. and he wrote all of the lyrics to all of their parody songs that they sing uh fun fact for you as well that vaughn armstrong is the actor who has played the most different characters in star trek uh I think we checked played, about that one time. Yeah. Yep. Admiral Forrest in Enterprise. Uh, really, his, I guess, longest role <laughs> in any of the series. And he didn't have to wear any makeup, you know, any <laughs> prosthetics. So there was that. And then, uh, gosh, he played Damar. And I am. Casey Biggs. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I. I got to talk with him a couple of years ago for, for a little bit when I bought the autographed CD of the Enterprise Blues Band, uh, one of their their bands. <clears throat> and he's he's a good guy to talk with. And that was a couple of years ago. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, I got to see Jeffrey Combs and Tim Russ and, of course, Robert O'Reilly this year. Uh, said hi to Doug Jones. Uh, Saru. He is that tall in person and kind of lanky, but he's a super nice guy. Do his arms do that wavy thing when he walks? <laughs> he could. Uh, <laughs> he described the, the reason why that became a thing because the boots they made for him are supposed to be the hooves of the kelpians mm. so when you when you look at the wide shots where you can actually see you know from the knees down you see these kind of weird looking boots they're supposed to be hooves is what they mm. uh, walk and run on well the way they're set up it puts i, I kind of like this so he sits standing forward and that's why he walks kind of weird and to balance himself out as he's walking that's why he has to do that hand kind of wave otherwise he'd like tip over <laughs> fall down so it it's out of necessity but it became a thing so nice yeah let's see Uh, said hello to Sirach Lofton. I uh, didn't get a chance to talk to him this year, but uh, talked to him last year for five, ten minutes. Uh, he played Jake Cisco, Deep Space Nine, and uh, he's a really good dude. Uh, he also said, made sure to mention during one of the panels that Avery Brooks sends his love, says hello, he's doing well, and that is amazing news that uh, he's doing great because 
the you know the rumor mills and the articles online saying variety of different things and i'm just glad that he's doing all right would be awesome to see him because he is my favorite of the trek captains or even commanders because he started (laughs) there Uh, or even lieutenant commanders because he started there under jg hertzler as the vulcan captain of the saratoga (laughs) How about that for a throwback to 1993? Right. But 30 years ago. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ah, time it's very, it's very sad. <clears throat> I'm also sad. I didn't get uh, the fan sets. Deep space nine 30th anniversary pin, but um, those guys at fan sets are awesome. Guys and gals at fan sets are awesome. And uh, if I'm super lucky, which I'm probably not, uh, they may have found one that had fallen off a truck somewhere. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, he placed another order. Yeah. <clears throat> I've spent a, a bit of money with them. Got to keep them in business, you know? I, be- I believe you. So, what else? Um, yeah. Can you see the classic Star Trek phaser now in the wider I, vision? I can. I can. Type 2. Yeah. Yep. Those are now available at uh, some Walmarts. You can also get the, the uh, tricorder. I think I have both of those. They're in my parents' basement in the crawl space. And they're like 30 years old. <laughs> That's my first original series piece. I have... Never took it out of the, the box, huh? Uh, well, I just got that um, right before I went to Vegas. So. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so it's not that old. Gotcha. But... I do have, if you remember the old Playmates toys from the 90s. Yep. uh, I have the Cobra phaser from the next generation, and then I have the boomerang phaser from First Contact somewhere. And then I got the medical tricorder that they came out with a few years later. And then, of course, I have the expensive Roddenberry prop uh, type 9 science tricorder that lights up and sounds because I'm a nerd. And then, you know, the stuff back there, the Batleth and the Mechleth from Roddenberry as well. Authentically sized and weighted as the original props with the leather wrapped around correctly, so they are exactly like the ones from next gen and deep space nine nice and you can't see it but between the batleth and the mechleth is the letter opener batleth that uh howard gave me for christmas uh, like 10 years ago because <laughs> i always told him i want a batleth i need a batleth <clears throat> because when i get a batleth, I can get a house with a fireplace, and I can put the batleth over the fireplaces on the mantle. 
I I don't have a true fireplace yet. So I was gonna say, what's it doing up there? <laughs> it's better to show it off there, you know, with everything else. Yeah. I also have a if you remember the Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite episode, which of course you do from Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. I have an authentic baseball back there as well. That would be one of the regulation baseballs that they used on the Hollow Suite. Nice. Yeah. Nerd. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Whatever. It's worth it. I like it. Somebody has to. Yep. So. Well, any final comments on uh, Trek or anything else? No, this has been a, definitely a, a Trek-heavy conversation, which are <laughs> always worthwhile. It's much better and this than is the like the, silly this is like the super. Yeah, this is like the superficial track stuff. We didn't even get into the the deep philosophical meanings of life and uh, yeah. human alien interactions and you mm-hmm. know betterment of self and insert other things you can find in the fortune cookie. Uh, Why Harry even get Kim never was promoted because he went against Janeway's wishes. And went and had space sex with the space alien and uh, the one station in the Delta Quadrant <clears throat> and then got the cooties. I was thinking the exact same thing right before you said it. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great great nice. minds think alike. <clears throat> so, good, yep, yep. good stuff. Well, I'll play the part of Howard. Well, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while in this Trek-heavy episode. Uh, what do you say we go on to the cheap plugs and close the thing out? Well, let's get the hell on out of here. <clears throat> First of all, BeerBluesBS.com, our website. That's where you can go to visit us anytime, anywhere, and listen to the audio episodes, get to our merch store, buy us a beer, Find our Facebook and Instagram links. All of that, beerbluesbs.com. Great place to visit. Also, if you just want to donate, uh, subscribe monthly. $1 helps feed a starving podcast host. So all you need to do is subscribe. Streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. Again, streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. $1 a month can help bring the starving podcast host one more tenth of a beer please support your podcast host today subscribe streamlabs.com slash beer blues bs while you're there you can click the merch button we reviewed it a little bit earlier in this episode with the coffee mugs the pint glasses the t-shirts swimsuits anything on there ball caps lots of great stuff there we also have a secondary merch store at beerbluesbs.com and there you can get shower curtains and uh grill aprons and sweatshirts and you can even get uh leggings (coughs) jerseys there's lots of stuff even you know the face of beer blues bs 
you can see it at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. And uh, we'd love for you to buy us a beer while you're at it. I think there's something with Big D, too. He's super excited about being part of the show. <laughs> I, uh, I think he he likes uh, swinging, swing dancing. That's he was doing something over there. Uh, anyway, swing you in the face. You he likes he likes sandwiches. That's what it is. I I knew there was something about it. <clears throat> That's what it was. Uh, uh, he he had the keyword. He's thinking knuckle sandwich, but really it's like an ice cream sandwich. That uh, it's just really tasty. Hi, Orion. Hi. Did you know that you can go to beerbluesbs.com? <laughs> You, he he helps me out. He helps me design the store. So <clears throat> help us keep Orion fed too. He's looking for something to eat. So you know your subscription can help all of us here at the show. Let's see. Other than that, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash beer blues BS. We're also on Instagram at beer blues BS. Uh please follow, please like, please share. Please subscribe. See, Orion is uh, super excited that we're almost done with this thing because he's hungry too, and he's already subscribed, so he can't do any more. Uh, while you're out there, go on the YouTube. If you're watching this, thank you. But if you're not and you're listening to this, we have a video version so you can see the hilarity that ensues all the time. And occasionally something else is actually funny. Uh, that is at youtube.com slash at beer blues BS. I don't know why YouTube changed it because it was just youtube.com slash beer blues BS, but now it is youtube.com slash at beer blues BS. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't whatever, but. You can subscribe to us there. Please like the videos. Thumbs up, shares, and cares. That helps us beat the algorithm. You know we don't want Terminator up in here, so help us beat the algorithm. Don't let Skynet win. Okay? You can be better and help us get ahead of Skynet. Like us, because then the robots will like us and won't kill us in the apocalypse. Let's be honest. That's why I say thank you to my assistant. You know, when I ask a question of like, how many miles is it to whatever? Or what is 58 centimeters in inches? The proper measurement, you know, things like that. I say thank you after I get the reading because it's doing the work so I don't have to. Uh, where are we at the end of the show? Uh, pint glasses. You can get the Kidder's Old Fashioned Perfect Recipe Pint Glass. Perhaps the Triple B uh, standardized logo pint glass. Beautiful pint glass there. Uh, maybe even the I'll have a water with hops and grain. How about that pint glass? It's got my face on it. Uh, that also <clears throat> actually lives in the real world as a blanket. You can get that as your comforter. And I say comforter because I will keep you warm at night. I, I know that's awesome. The Orion's all all excited about it. Uh, stickers, we have stickers. 
you can get the stickers at, at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. You can put this on your car or perhaps your trapper keeper or, you know, something else that you want to keep us close and the advertising going because sharing is caring. Uh, maybe even if uh, Big D, maybe you can see it, maybe not. But look at this classy metal sign with the Triple B logo. You can it's essentially framed the way it is. It's a metal sign. You can put it on the wall right in your entryway sharing to everyone who visits that you are an official triple B destination. It's, it's an exclusivity in itself. So see that in the merch store at beerbluesbs.com And of course, click on merch. As for the audio versions of this show, we're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, IMDB, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm sure I missed a couple of them out there. So if you have any of uh, those apps or any other podcast apps like YouTube podcasts, search for Beer, Blues, and BS. Please. Search for it, and then when you find us, click like, click subscribe, click follow, get the updates, and take us with you wherever you go. I think that's about enough of the cheap promotions. We're, we're all over the place. Just please follow us. Oh, Spotify. There's another one for you. So, uh, Big D, closing uh, words of wisdom for this episode. Uh sharp pointy objects make terrible tips and might finally old fashions, that and old fashions definitely need all the cherries and kicked <laughs> ban <clears throat> all right well, it's, it's, time it's to great crash. to have you here <laughs> great to have you here Appreciate you joining us and uh, that you stay up late to have some fun with us. Uh, the good thing about where you are is it's an hour less in the clock, so it helps you as you keep working west. But it's still late, still tiring. I get it. So appreciate you staying up. Yeah, always, always good to hang out with you and Howard and uh, just shoot the breeze hey, and get really, remember, really zoom in on the, uh, really zoom in on the BS portion of the, uh, yeah. of the title. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sure, we sure did. And that's fine. But I just want you to remember that I'm the one who stuck around for you. So uh, remember that in your will. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. Be safe. Take care of yourself. I am looking forward to the next uh, time when we get to have another chat. And it was great to see you in person the other day for the first time in like 10 years or some stupid thing like that. Or more. Devin, but who's counting? I think it, it was, was 2008 yeah, it was or 789. No, it was 16. Whatever. Yeah, it was 2016 when we were coming back from Korea the first time, and on the way to England, had a road trip through Bismarck, and there was some restaurant that uh, Mrs. D and I were at with you and Howard, and uh, I feel like 
AJ and Amanda were there, but I don't know for sure. I can't recall for sure. I feel like there were, but I could be wrong. But you were there. You were there. See, I, I don't remember. It's probably from almost getting wiped off the planet in 2019, but eh, who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you get those headaches all the time. I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's good to see you anytime, anywhere, any place, except behind a big D shower curtain. So with that, <laughs> it's time to get the hell on out of here. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Beer Blues and BS. Uh, remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down that westward, wayward Tuscan Highway. Have a good one. See you on the next episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Free beer tomorrow, where do I start? <laughs> See, that's the, that's the joke, because... Uh, I think I saw it on a sign with uh, Brother Nico, and maybe maybe uh, Howie was there too. But uh, <clears throat> it it literally said "free beer tomorrow" on the sign, so you could put it up in your house. <laughs> People just keep coming back, like, "No, free beer tomorrow." Well, it is tomorrow. No, no, free beer tomorrow. You <laughs> keep just perpetuating the stupidity of it. Nice. So, yeah. so this was a fun one because I, I played part of Howard at the the very end. I, I may or may not have played a part of uh, Mark Kidder a couple weeks ago on cheap plugs, and I'll just I'll just let you uh, discover that joyousness on your own. Hmm. In a small world moment. You know, you go on Facebook and it's like people you may know and Brother Smalls popped up and said yeah. three mutual friends. I'm like, three mutual friends. Okay, I'm click on there. One of those mutual friends and someone I was an airman with in Germany. Really? But he happens to be he happens to be from Grand Forks. Like, how do you how do, I I wanted to shoot him a message, but at the same time, like he and I don't really know each other that well. So I would just yeah. show up, how the f do you know Troy? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I got to work in the morning, and you have lots of miles to cover. So be yep. safe. Let's, take let's care see of what yourself. this. Let's see what it looks like for tomorrow. Anyway, I feel like it's seven hours, but let's be here. Let's just. Oh, you know, what? I can just pop in the. Uh,
342 miles. Balls, seven hours and 40 minutes if I go <laughs> through Bend. Seven hours, 33 minutes if I go through Portland in the northern part of the state. Finger bending? Or is it fingering <laughs> bends? <laughs> now there's a city called Bend, Oregon. Oh, Bendor. Bendor. There you go. You're a ghoul. <laughs> you got a I am tool shed. to be here. <laughs> All right, brother. No, we'll no we left him in Grand Forks. <laughs> you know the stories about Thule. No, I said you're a ghoul. I know. I, I thought you said uh, afterward the, the toolbox or tool shed or something like that. Uh, oh, yeah. So I then, called you a tool shed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, Thule is long gone. <laughs> and his tornado. Crap, I gotta wake up early. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, I'm gonna go curl up in bed with thing one and thing two. There you go. Yeah. Polish your fangs, get some sleep, rest yeah. up, stay healthy, be well, safe travels. Look forward to seeing you sooner than later. Yep, yep. Take it easy, brother. Stop. Talk to you later. Stop this thing. You too, man. Much love.